0: On this episode, I solely talk about the Dreamhack Masters Marseille, but somehow, I was still able to sneak some League of Legends talk into the conversation. Welcome to episode number 6 of Just My 94 Cents, presented by eSports Chronicle. I'm your host DT and let's not waste any time, let's talk about some CSGO in this episode. Time for first and only segment of this episode. Dreamback Masters Marseille will kick off in a few hours and it has all the requirements to be an extraordinary tournament, except for one thing which we will talk about later. But let's start with the fact that I already shared in the last episode, it's um, 13 out of the HLTV top 15 teams in the world uh, which will be attending this this tournament which means it's kind of stacked and um, from the top 12 even uh, only North is missing and if you've seen the last uh, few um, events that North has attended or the last online matches that they've played I'm not so sure that you could count them in the, in the top 20 even um, in, the, in their current form but um, well I believe in um, that outside of majors uh, we haven't seen this kind of uh, high density of good teams in a long time in a tournament. And uh, this fact actually makes it harder to predict how the tournament will pan out. And me personally, I believe that this is a good thing for uh, the progression of a tournament to not be able to to predict uh, how this will go in, in its entirety. And um, this, this, will, this will make for some gra- great Counter-Strike. And I believe that every one of us will want to watch great Counter-Strike. This is what we're, why, we're, why we're following the, this eSport to begin with. Um, to go through this, this episode now, um, I will go through each group or um, I will talk about a few teams individually. Um, and I will, I will go by group order and um, try to draw a conclusion maybe in the end. And I um, actually planned on not doing a pick of the day, but I believe I'll do a pick of the day. Um, concerning this tournaments, so it's it's kind of like a, a tournament, a, a DreamHack Masters, must say, um, special pick of the day. When talking about the teams of Group A, um, we can see that all of them, for all of them, um, will be the first offline event after roster changes. Um, for NVS I will, I will not talk about EnVyUs uh, individually, but for NVS maybe um, they already played with Kyushima and Haji in the um, W. ESG tournament, but um, because they have to, had to be only French, that um, Scream, the Belgian Scream, uh, wasn't able to attend, so he will join the uh, roster for the first time, but now let's get get into the teams that I will talk about individually. Um, it will be interesting to see how FaZe, talk about FaZe Clan, um, will be able to cope with the loss of all of Meister, and um, well, in the, on- in the online matches, in the last online matches, they were able to find their groove in the last few matches, um, but, well, it's quite tough to take these online images at face value. I believe that every one of us uh, has learned that by now. Um, but it's definitely definitely interesting to see how Exist is uh, taking a more passive role in the team in comparison to Olof. And um, many people argued that this is what FaZe needed. Um, there were too many cooks in the kitchen and um, maybe some kind of, kind of like a, a player that takes a step back or is a more of a supporting kind of role um will will only benefit the team, but yeah, I guess we will have to see how this this pans out um they have to defend their their throne on the h l t v rankings and um they they don't really have the pressure to win but and not now like talking about the overall situation they don't really have the pressure to win because of their roster change but they um Kind of uh, notoriously bad in finals or semifinals, even um, talking about the F4 Future Sports Festival. And um, the longer they don't go, they, they go without winning, the longer, the, the more pressure will be on them. And um, of course, it would be great for them to win, but I believe that this tournament is not the tournament where it's make or break for them. Definitely not. Now, talk about, let's talk about Cloud9 and um, what a roller coaster ride it has been for the fans of Cloud9 in the last few weeks uh, it was crazy because um, first it was there was there was a there was a, there was a chat uh, leak from one of the streams i don't know which one but it it showed that automatic was talking about leaving sk uh, leaving cloud9 for sk with stewie but he said that he wouldn't want to do it and if stewie, stewie would want to do it by himself that he would be welcome to and he had uh, automatic's blessing And, um, well, then then Stevie actually went to SK and um, they signed FNX as a quasi-replacement. Then Skadul stepped down, only for him to return as a stand-in for Pro League and ECS. And um, then they they actually wanted to replace him with JDM because he stepped down, but then he returned to the lineup for good and now he's back in the lineup. So the only change that has really happened uh, in the end is Dewey left and FNX joined. And I believe that, in my opinion, this, this changes a double-edged sword because, on one hand, uh, a real in-game leader like, like FNX was lacking in the lineup for a long time, especially, um, or actually since uh, the Sean Gares times, um, they didn't really have a real in-game leader and Tarek was kind of like their uh, makeshift in-game leader. But, um, and now saying that this is actually a good thing for them to have, but on the other hand, losing a player like Stewie, an impact player like him, and uh, someone who, who's always good for, for good Counter-Strike play is, um, is never a positive thing. So it will be interesting to see how they will do. And um, judging from the online, online uh, calendar, they did quite well. But like I said, you never know how this translates to offline play now on to g2 esports whose fans had a roller coaster ride of emotions of their own and after all of this action after all of this talk this uh this the, the podcast of uh, Ocelot, the um the owner of g2 who who talked to both nbk and shocks and after all of this was done actually um just a few hours ago at the time of this recording uh kenias was a guest on the Score Esports podcast where he talked about his point of view of the roster changes in detail, and he seemed to be quite candid about it. Um, at least judging from some sound bites, I didn't watch the whole interview, but um, I read I read uh, read some sound bites, and he, there he said that he would have liked to play uh, with the shocks and his um, sort of like uh, choice of players. But um, he also liked the idea of giving NBK the opportunity to show what he can do in the leader position, um, because he said that a player of the magnitude of NBK is such a good player, um, such a player with a high intelligence, um, that uh, he should be able to give the at least uh, have the chance to uh, show what he can do. And um, well, I've stated it before privately, but maybe I can say, state it here right now that I believe that uh, shocks will return to to G2 actually. And um, I believe that this iteration of, of a lineup with MBK as the game leader will uh, show that it can lead G2 to the heights uh, it sees itself or it wants to see itself at. And uh, I think this tournament uh, will be the starting point of that. albeit uh, an elimination in the group stage, in this tournament especially, um, will technically not be the worst thing in the world. With Faze and cloud nine in their in their, in their, in their group and only two being able to advance, but um, especially considering that they are on home soil, um, it will be devastating for them, or, or it would be devastating for them if they were to go out of the group stage. And um, if this if this if this would be the case, then um, this would be a, a tough pill to swallow for for the whole organization and the players and everyone around them. Now let's talk about Group B, and we'll start with Mousport. After winning uh, Starlighter and the um, V4 Future Sports Festival event in uh, Hungary, I believe it was. They now have the chance to uh, to take over the, the top one spot in the HLTV rankings for the very first time. And um, especially considering what Faze is dealing with right now, as I said before. And I think that um, they would have been one of the biggest favorites for this tournament anyway. And um, they now are even bigger favorites, in my opinion. And I think that um, Wednesday through Saturday should be no problem for them at all um, to, like, to advance from the group or to go through in the quarterfinals if they, if they were to advance in the group. And um, it, it, it depends on, on how the winner match is going to go because I believe that they will win their first match against uh, Valiants, And then they will most likely face SK. And it depends on how this is going to go. But um, if they if they are, have to have a good showing there, then they could go really far. And I believe that they they are definitely Sunday material, to, so to say. But we will have to see how it pans out. Now, a lot of talk has been about the subject of uh, the acquisition of Studio 2K for SK Gaming, and many potential issues have been pointed out already. Uh, will the team be able to properly communicate in English? Um, f- or flawlessly communicating in english this is, this is actually the way this this question should be phrased because of course they will be able to communicate in english but um the the split second of of a call out uh, can be important in especially on this on this kind of a stage and um this 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 could this could have possibly been a potential issue another potential issue um, could be the loss of taco in terms of in game roads not maybe not in because of in 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 um, in terms of skill, although Taco is a phenomenal player, but um, in terms of in-game roads or how this how the team in in its entirety will deal with the loss of a of a support player like Taco, but um, well for now, again judging from online matches which can be trusted, but uh, they seem to have done the right thing, and um, it's kind of weird maybe to draw an analogy from League of Legends uh, at this at uh, this stage, but um, in Korea. Um, the best team in korea kings on dragon x who just won lck spring but that's another discussion for another day um but they what i want actually want to say is that they pride themselves with the fact that they pick compositions or they have a roster um which is able to put pressure on every part of the map and i believe that sk is um exactly able to do that right now as well um they have the potential just just kind of like phase but um maybe even more so with uh, players like Fur, called Zero and co 2 k who are, um, and of course Fallen, uh, who who are able to put pressure on on every round, every map, every every inch of the map, and um, they have the like I said, they have the opportunity to do that. But it depends on how they will able to how they will be able to utilize it, or if it makes sense for them as a team composition or as a as a as a synergy unit. And um, this will of course also be very interesting to see how the first offline performance of this roster um, will turn out to be. Now let's move on to Fnatic, a team that did remarkable things in the last few months, but they haven't really been talked about that much in the last few weeks, but I guess understandably so, because after Golden, in, uh, I don't know, kind of like a LeBron James uh, type of gesture, announced him staying in the lineup on Twitter, and um, yeah, after they won uh, WSG, we just expect them to keep chugging along. Um, and But in Pro League, however, they haven't really been able to do that. Um, but again, online matches, online tournaments, stuff like this, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. We can still expect them to go far in this tournament, especially considering their group, where they will most likely not have any problems. And afterwards, uh, playoffs are always interesting to see. And, well, we didn't praise them for their online performances before, so why would we start to um, pull out the the emergency kits just because they uh, haven't been able to perform in an offline uh, level. Now moving on to Navi, and on Instagram we asked the question if Simple would be the HLTV MVP of this tournament, and it has been, inter- has been interesting to see the amount of answers coming through um, on our story, we polled on we had a poll on our story. If you agree or disagree with this statement, and um, I believe that we haven't had a we haven't had a landslide victory for an agreement like this in like Fiverr, and um, this would be would be quite interesting to to see that because most actually most people actually believe that this will be the case, and um, well, in order for that to happen though, uh, Navi will have to make a deep run into the tournament or in the tournament. Um, and, well, their group is fairly doable, like I said with uh, with Fnatic already, Um, afterwards with a little bit of luck in the draw, and, of course, another monster performance from arguably one of the best players in the world and Simple. Um, They might be able to go on to play on Sunday, where everything can happen. Because I'm running out of time, I will just uh, add some of my two cents, or kind of like 94 cents, this is actually the the name of the show, so on to Liquid and their situation, because they will travel to France with uh, Taco, of course, the newest acquisition. And um, I think that although the organization is eager to show what they will be able to do for NAC as in the future, um, this tournament will most likely be considered a learning experience for them, and the expectations from outside and from inside will not most likely not be too... High so they will be able to uh, make the most of it in terms of learning as a unit growing as a unit and making sure that the future performances will will benefit from from being in the tournament but well especially in that context going as fast as possible will only be beneficial for them and they definitely have the makings of uh, force to be reckoned with in my opinion because uh, or like let's say that after they they had had a had a phase where they were able to accommodate each other. Um they will they have they have a high ceiling, let's say like this. Um and maybe now onto some closing statements. I alluded to it earlier, but uh I don't really like the scheduling of the event. Um I know a lot has been said about the argument that SK was tired at the Boston Major earlier this year after when they played Cloud 9 um in the uh semifinals but it's not like this isn't a valid concern. I know there have been a lot of memes about it, but of course it, it it kind of this this wasn't the main reason why they lost or maybe it wasn't, but um it definitely is a valid concern nonetheless and um in this tournament now both semifinals and the finals will be on Sunday, and um the team advancing from the second semi final will almost instantly have to play the final, which can be ideal and uh, for the first team. For the, first semi, uh, for the first finalists or the, the team that advances from the first semi-final, it won't be much better because they have to keep up the focus and the concentration uh, during the downtime between their match and the final. Um, this kind of means that both teams will have to endure some sort of similar struggle, but this also means that the final will almost automatically not have the level of excellence that it, it would deserve or it, would, it could, would be able to provide if, if this weren't the case. Other than that, however, I'm really looking forward, and I think every Counter Strike fan is uh, looking forward to this tournament and to see how this insanely stacked tournament will pan out in the end. And um, I will close out this episode with a bold prediction. I'm most likely just a sucker for hype, but I believe that having the chance to overtake FaZe in the rankings will add extra motivation for my sports, and they will be able to at least reach the final. Like I said, I have um I have a few problems with determining um the winner of the final beforehand because of the semi-final and final scheduling and stuff like this, but I would be confident to pick um mouse spots to go into the final. And um I actually um like I said on Monday I believe that um SK and FaZe were joint favourites. With the odds of like plus five hundred or uh, six in decimal odds, but um, mouse spots actually um, their their odds went down and they are at six themselves right now, um, which makes them like I said joint favorites with uh, face and SK. But um, looking at the odds for the finals or making the finals, that it's it's still face and SK at plus uh, one seventy five or. 2.75 in decimal odds and um, mouse sports where I have odds of plus 225 or 3.25 decimal odds I have to I guess I have to pick one uh, one of the two ways to say it in, in the future and I will def, I definitely will um, but maybe this wasn't clear now I pick mouse sports to make the finals for um, plus 225 odds And with that, we arrived at the end of this episode. I hope uh, we all will have a great tournament uh, to look forward to. And I hope it, uh, it holds up to the hype. And I hope you liked my take on sort of like a preview or um, talking about the teams that uh, will be able to take, take part in this tournament. Um, you know the drill. If you have any questions, suggestions or other remarks, please let me know on social media. As always, all the important links are in the show notes of this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And I will catch you guys on Friday where we will talk about what happened in the, in the first few days of the uh, first two days of, of DreamHack uh, Marseille. And maybe we will talk about some LPL as well as their playoffs are still uh, up and running. But we will see what we talk about on Friday. We will definitely hear each other on Friday again. Bye-bye. Yeah.